0: Hi, Mariel's Award, uh, Bishop Murphy here. Um, I thought it might be fun to record a few conversations with members of the ward just to hear their conversion experiences or other pivotal and meaningful moments in their lives. Today's conversation is with Raina Ramsey. Raina serves in the Young Women's Presidency and is amazing. Anyway, here's my conversation with Raina. Thanks for catching up with me Raina. It uh, is a great opportunity for us to talk a little bit about your experience in the church. Um, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Good. Um, so, I think, uh, you know, I've, I've sort of named this a conversion ex- experience, but your, um, your story is a little bit different. Why don't you start by um, giving me a little bit of uh, your background, um, what your experience was growing up, um, and yeah, just to kick us off and, and see where we go.
1: Sure. Um, So going up before I was baptised, we didn't really go to church or anything. This was in Darwin. And um, my piano teacher actually introduced me and my mum and my two brothers to the gospel. So her name was Jill Coon. And um, so just before my eighth birthday at the beginning of the year, um, we started going to church and the um, my mum ended up getting baptized but one of the main things for her where she was willing to let us kids get baptized and be part of the gospel as well was um her testimony of living prophets uh, and sorry I was baptized at eight and um my brothers were baptized when they were turned turned eight as well and cool. I guess we were active in the gospel and stuff like that grew up except um I went less active at around 13, 14 and stopped going to church.
0: Okay, cool. So um, so your mum did join the church or was it just you kids?
1: Oh, so my mum joined the church first and then my okay. mum played sometimes, yeah.
0: Cool. And so do you have many memories from those days when you were sort of first going to church? And what are your early memories of, of attending church? What was that like?
1: Um, I don't remember much, maybe because I've tried to like cancel my younger years out. But um, <laughs> but I do remember mum and dad. So dad never joined the church and he still hasn't. But he always loved having the missionaries over. And I mm-hmm. think it's because of the spirit that they brought to the house. So every Tuesday, we'd always have the missionaries over for dinner and they ended up helping paint our living room and stuff like that. So it's just, um, I guess, a lot to do with the missionaries and the spirit mm-hmm. that they had with them.
0: Cool. And do you remember much or do you know much about how um, Jill introduced the gospel to, to your mum, or um, is that sort of um, not something you're exposed to?
1: Um, I don't clearly remember how she did it, but I always remember her having pictures of like Jesus Christ or church things in her piano teaching room, which I think mm-hmm. mum might have asked a question one time. Mm
0: cool that's great um so you mentioned around sort of 12 or 13 you went uh well you stopped coming to church um do you sort of clearly remember why that was or or what was going on in your life at the time
1: um so i think it was so um when we started becoming or when we started becoming teenagers basketball became a big part of our lives for my family Mm -hmm. and i think um, part of it had to do with a lot of the trainings were on Sundays and I would always want to hang out with my friends and I think I had this fear of missing out because my friends were doing so much on Sundays and I had to go to church and had to miss out on all that. But most of it was usually basketball because um, as we got older as well, um, a lot of the state teams and stuff like that, that we were, me and my brothers were in, was, all practice was always on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So I think we just kind of fell away from it and it wasn't a priority in my life i guess and mm-hmm. personally i don't think i had a strong enough testimony to be able to stay no to things that took me away from the gospel then so
0: mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, And did you think much about the church when you stopped going? I guess you were going every Sunday leading up until that point and then you started to sort of trail off a bit. Um, was church or, or God or or the gospel thing something that you thought about from time to time or was it pretty well out of your mind?
1: Um, It was mostly out of my mind but I still knew that like that there was God and that he was real and I would always see the missionaries at the shops and stuff and it was kind of funny my friends would be like oh look at those weird people and I was like actually I know them (laughs) like they're missionaries from the church that my mum goes to but I wouldn't say that I would go to it so
0: Uh, okay cool awesome so let's fast forward a bit Um, so I understand that you were sort of reintroduced to the church by a member can you tell me about sort of how old you were and and how that came about?
1: Yeah, so um in the start of 2013, me well, me and my brothers came down for a basketball camp to Adelaide. And so we ended up moving down to basketball after the director of the camp asked us to join um his basketball club basically. So and, you um, moved down to
0: Adelaide, is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So okay. down in 2013. Yeah, sorry. And um so the only school that would let us enrol without actually owning a house in the area was actually Henley High School and it just happened to be that um state Present's son Thomas Cook ended up going to that school as well mm-hmm. and the house we ended up buying ended up being in the same ward as him so I didn't actually know him in 2013 but then at the beginning of year 12 in 2014 um we had mutual friends and um, for some reason he doesn't know why but he was telling me after but he put down biology as one of his subjects and um, he never done biology before but he felt prompted by the spirit to put it down and so that was the class that him and I had together so we became friends eventually cool and yep yeah, so through mutual friends really
0: yeah that's great and so uh, how how you you became friends and then how did how did you figure out that you were both members of the church? How did, how did that happen?
1: So actually before school started, Mum goes, Oh, you know, you're like the state president's sons at your school. And I had no interest in it. I was like, yeah, I don't really care mom. <laughs> like, but it just happens. I feel like it was the, the, um, let me phrase it properly. Heavenly father was doing things behind the scene that I wasn't aware of right now, right now mm-hmm. at that point. And so, um, feel like mum planting that in my mind as well made me cautious cautious of it as well
0: Mm
1: -hmm. so I didn't intend on becoming friends with Tom but it just Mm -hmm. kind of happened.
0: Cool and so how did you how did you transition from this sort of acquaintance friendship into sort of returning to church so your mum sounds like she was still attending church is that right? Yeah. Cool so how did you make the transition how did that happen?
1: So um, Tom and I were just sitting doing some work because I knew he went to church and he'd speak about it every now and then. And he ended up just throwing a piece of paper at me. And I was like, what are you doing? But on it, it said um, it had, was an invite to the priest and morals activity weekend.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so um, like without Tom even knowing um, the things that were going on in my life, like I'd lost lots of friends from moving. And um, it was just a point in my life where I feel like Heavenly Father knew that I needed something to look forward to and I needed new friends. Um I needed some hope in my life, I guess. And Mm -hmm. so um so I was like, oh you know, I'll just go and see what the weekend's like. So I went to um one activity and the Saturday activity where we went bowling and all that. And I knew that the youth that I was around were different and they were happy and always joyful and they were so accepting of me as well. So I guess I wanted to feel what they felt and why they were so happy.
0: That's great. So um, you were having a tough time by the sounds of things. Um, And we often sort of, I guess, talk about people sort of being able It's part of doing missionary work is people seeing that we're happy and living the gospel and the joy that comes from that. Um, Are you able to sort of articulate any more exactly what it was about those priests and laurels that stood out to you it sounded it sound like that you said that they were happy and and joyful and stuff and accepting was there anything else that sort of stood out to you
1: um I feel looking back at it now because I guess it's been a few years but like they didn't swear they um they respected each other um they always helped each other out and I feel um like they were loving towards me and they didn't even know me. So I feel like their Christ-like attributes shone above and it's what I needed to feel and see at that stage.
0: Mm. No, that's cool. And so how did you make that – how did things progress from there, I guess is the question.
1: So um, so I went to the Saturday Priest and Laurels and then general – so I didn't go to church yet or anything. And then general conference was a couple weeks later and mum was like, oh, come watch with me. So I was like, okay. and. So I went to general conference and I felt like the things that the apostles and prophet were saying to me were directly for me. And I knew that what they were saying was true. It's just, I I felt sometimes, um, I felt it might've been too hard for me to come back to church because it is actually quite hard starting to change your life to do the right things. But um, again, I met the, youth there and they were supportive and nice and said hello but then it was up to me to act on the feelings that I'd felt watching general conference
0: are you able to articulate sort of why it was hard how it was hard to sort of come back is it is it the changing things about your life you know hypothetically um you know stopping drinking coffee or is it more sort of the emotional barriers or the sort of social barriers of coming back
1: Oh, I think it's both really. So the only friend I had, well, friend at school that was part of the church was Tom. And then it's I had to change all my wardrobes, start becoming modest again. And uh, um, I had to stop swearing and I had to also try and forgive myself for the wrong things that I had done. So it's kind of spiritually and physically changed things in my life. And I also found it really hard that you have to start explaining to your friends what's going on because they obviously care about you as well but it's trying to explain to them why you're doing it so it's kind of having to bear your testimony to them to why you want to do it while still trying to build your own testimony
0: mm-hmm. and so what was that period of time like was it something you looked back on and it was sort of you know you were building strength on strength on strength or were there setbacks how, how was that how was that period of time and, and how long was that period of time?
1: Um, so it was about three or four months. So by June, I was fully active in the church. And I, the first activity I went to was in March. But um, there were steps where I was like, oh, I might as well not even try. It's too hard. But then um, the bishop I had at the time, he's asked me to meet with the sister missionaries because usually when people come back to church, they do like the first lessons kind of thing with them as mm-hmm. as well, get the missionaries to teach them. So the sister missionaries um, went through the principles of the gospel and the first vision and things like that with me. And they also went through the atonement and part of it, what they covered was also forgiving myself. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of that uh, lesson, they got me to kneel down and pray to know if the things that they had taught were true. And the spirit that I felt when I was praying, um, Like, I I still cannot deny that the spirit that I felt was confirming those things to me that they are true. And I feel like from then on, it was like I knew that I had to change, even if it was hard.
0: So good. Yeah, no, super, super good. Um, No, that's really great. So I guess... um, you know, there was there was sort of a social element in the beginning. You were coming back, you were meeting people. Um, there were fewer opportunities for you to feel the spirit. It's kind of cool that you had that experience around general conference, and then there was this um, this doctrinal sort of uh, side of your uh, return journey with the missionaries um, punctuated with these powerful spiritual experiences. So um, yeah, yeah, that's really, really great. Um, And so I guess after those three or four months, you felt like you had enough to be sort of fully engaged in the gospel and to continue to make the changes that you wanted to in your life. Is is that right?
1: Yeah. So I started going to seminary and waking up every morning and I started participating in the youth program and in church and stuff like that. But I feel like my testimony didn't come to me straight away. Like I still had to find things. I still had to go step by step. But what surprised me was how much the spirit brought back a lot of things to my memory. Mm -hmm. So when I was going to seminary and stuff, I would say things and I was like, you know, like a year ago, I wouldn't have even like known this. But the Spirit had brought back to me what I'd learned when I was younger and active in the church, which I found was pretty cool.
0: Oh, that's so oh. good. And so, how's your life? Uh, I guess, how old were you when that was happening? Was that sort of 15, 16, or how? What yeah, was 16, 17 ish. Yeah. Okay. So, 16, 17. And so, just in brief, how, how has the gospel, I guess, blessed your life since then? What, has it been smooth sailing? You know, how, how's it gone since um, coming back into the church?
1: It sounds pretty cliche, but it's like i don't see like I can't see where my life would be without the gospel now, and um, it hasn't always been smooth sailing like I still experience trials and there's still some things that might try and shake my faith, but I have to go back to those spiritual experiences that I like had felt and where the spirit had testified me testified to me the truth of things in order to keep going sometimes and it's um it's not always easy i feel like the world there's a lot of pressure on us as well and it's always trying to break us but like the gospel has changed my life where i have a feel like i have a purpose and that purpose is to become more like christ and try and live with heavenly father again
0: oh that's so good <laughs> Hey, um, do you have any advice for people who um, might be wanting to, say, um, you know, share the gospel or uh, struggling in their faith and, you know, thinking about how they can come back? You know, what springs to mind as to sort of advice or or anything finally you'd like to share?
1: Um, I think just try and be nice to everyone that you meet because you don't know what they're going through. And um, never be scared to share the gospel. I know I am sometimes a bit scared to share it, Mm -hmm. but never be afraid to stand for what you believe in and like say that you're going to church and this is what you do and this is what you believe, especially now at Easter and things like that. Um, But I also, um, I guess, just know that um, Heavenly Father, he has a plan for us and we may not see it, but he is in the background putting things in place for us and those that around us that, that we love and um, he has a plan and we just have to try and try and choose the right because he gives us a choice, but eventually if we do so, um, we'll be blessed.
0: Well, amen to that. Thank you so much for sharing your experience. It was really, really great.
1: No worries, thank you.
0: Well, that wraps up our conversation with Reina. I hope you enjoyed it um, and uh, and got something out of it. If you or someone you know has a great experience that you'd like to share, please get in touch with me. Um, I'm hoping to do a few more of those, particularly while we're in uh, lockdown. So anyway, thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.